0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Okay, so this is the year I learned to love fishing, all right? Max Lucado, To anybody ever heard that name, Max Lucado? Lucado, some people call him Uh um sounds like tomato, tomato, locato, right? Uh, In his book, In the Eye of the Storm, awesome. If you've not ever discovered him, you will enjoy I mean, he's the kind of guy, you sit down with his book, you read the whole book in one sitting. I mean, it's just awesome stuff. In the Eye of the Storm, one of his books, he tells a story about what happens when fishermen don't fish. Okay, so here's the story. I'm going to get it to you as quick as I can, then we're going to read uh, his closing of it, okay? But he said, uh, every year when he was a kid, his family would go fishing. And one year, uh, they would go fishing uh, during spring break. One year, his mom and his brother couldn't go, so his dad allowed him to take a friend along. So he picked a friend that he wanted to spend a week with, right? Get it? Think about it, you know, camping in a camper. You want to pick someone that you can spend a week with, right? So he picked a really good friend, a great pal named Mark. So if they get there late. They set up the camper. They go to bed in a hurry because they're just ready to get up the next morning and get to fishing, right? They they get up the next morning. Trying to open the door. The door won't open because the wind is so strong. And uh, they finally get the door open. The lake is just covered in white caps. There's no way they're going fishing today. But we've got a Monopoly game. We've got some magazines. We'll get through in that little bitty camper. Three guys. That might not be a problem with three girls, but three guys, right? I mean, you three ladies, you probably could handle it. But three guys in a camper all day long. They were just looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow happened. You know what happened? It wasn't the wind. It was the cold. Their camper was, was, was uh, surrounded in ice, and they had to break the ice open to get the door. Open. Well, guess what? They're not fishing again today, right? So now they've got to do this. And Max says it is on this day that he begins to notice some character flaws in his best friend there. You know? He said, you know, he is a little too cocky about his opinions, y'all know somebody like that, right? <laughs> They're not sitting by yard they don't give him a little a, a little elbow nudge right there. And, uh, and he said he did not take constructive criticism very well. Wonder why he was finding that out right now, right? And he said I also started noticing some things about my dad as well. He was a little touchy about his cooking. <laughs> yeah and, and, and he said he began to realize he began to think how could how could such an irritable man raise such an even-tempered little boy as me, right? I mean, that's the kind of questions we all want to ask about our our parents, right? And so he said they had to endure another day. Third day they get up. They hear sleet on the outside of the camper. So another third day. I don't know why they waited to day four, right? (laughs) Day four finally gets there. Dad gets up. First words out of his mouth is, we're going home. And he said nobody argued. I don't know why they didn't go home on day three (laughs) with all that going on. He said, I learned something on that trip. He said, "I didn't learn anything about fishing. I learned something about men, about humans." He said, "I learned that when fishermen don't fish, they fight." Now w- we understand where we're going with this, right? Fishing, like that, Christ has called us to be fishers of men, fishers of women, fishers of humans. And when fishermen don't fight, or, or what they, when fishermen don't fish, they fight. I want to. I want to us to read together his wrap-up of that, okay? I want to tell you the story because I want to do it quicker than he does it. He says this, when energy intended to be used outside is used inside, the result is explosive. Y'all know that about some of you two- and three-year-olds, right? Instead of casting nets, we cast stones. Instead of extending helping hands, we point accusing fingers. Instead of being fishers of the lost, we become critics of the saved. Rather than helping the hurting, we hurt the helpers. The result, church scrooges and Baha um, humbug spirituality, Baja humbug spirituality, beady eyes searching for warts on others while ignoring the warts on the nose right below. Crooked fingers that bypass strengths and point out weaknesses. And sadly, poor go unfed. Confused go uncounseled. And lost go unreached. When those who are called to fish don't fish, they fight. But note the other side of the fishtail. When those who are called to fish, fish, they flourish. We have to get back to fishing. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need an amen before I can go on from there. The church has got to get back to fishing. Can I get an amen? Let's vote as a church. Church 2911. Let's vote. Is 29 is 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 2021 going to be a year that we? focus on fishing or not i I think we need to take a vote i believe this is the year we all each individual one of us needs to learn to love fishing more than we love fighting we need to learn to love fishing can i get an amen of everybody any opposed all right we just voted it's unanimous 29 11 is going into fishing this year we're going into fishing Because that's what we're called to do. That's what Jesus left us to do. He told those disciples, I will make you fishers of men. We're going to read that story in just a moment. We're actually not going to read that far where he says that. We're going to read right up next to it. And then he says, if you'll follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. I read one guy this past couple of weeks. He said, Jesus said, if we follow him, him, he will make us fishers of men. And if we're not fishers of men, how close are we following him? When fishermen don't fish, they fight. When the church doesn't do what the church is called to, you know what happens? I, I, I'm gonna be honest, okay? So any of you unchurched people, <laughs> any of you here? Yeah, I'm being honest right here in front of you. I can tell you, when the church doesn't do what the church is called to, the church fights. I've pastored a lot of those churches. We fight. We still love each other, but we fight when we aren't doing what we're called to do. We just voted. This is supposed to be. This has got to be the year that we return to fishing that we put our attention on the people outside of this building, not on the people in this Not, not yet. Some of you, you know, if we, we sit here long enough, that's what happens to churches. It's just like being cooped up in that camper for three days, solid and, and nothing to do. We've got all this energy in us so that we're supposed to be spending out there, reaching people, and, and, and you know what happens? We start noticing character flaws. This is the year that we have to focus on fishing again. So let's go to that story. How do we fish then? Well, Jesus tells us. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1-6, on one occasion while Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the crowd pressing on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them, and they were washing their nets because they'd been fishing all night. Okay, So they are washing their nets. Jesus got into the boat belonging to Simon, who Jesus would start calling Simon Peter right after this, belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. And sitting down, Jesus taught the people from the boat. And when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a a catch. Master, Simon replied, we have worked hard all night without catching anything. Without catching anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to tear. Okay, some of you say, I don't know a thing about fishing. And some of you think you do, but I've been fishing with you and you don't. You know, so we, we, we probably all could use a little bit of a primer, right? We could all re- be reminded real well. I've preached sermons on, on fishing and, and the, uh, the, the symbolism that is there. I've preached sermon series on fishing and the symbolism that is there. There's just so much there. When Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men, there's so much that is there. But how do we do it? Listen, Jesus says, uh, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch right there he tells us how to fish okay three things that he says right there and uh, then we're, we're going to wrap up with a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, a of a step-by-step successful fishing guide okay so here's the three things that he said number one is he said go deeper sometimes the fish are deeper and shallow fishing just ain't going to do it it's not going to reach them you't know what shallow fishing is don't you now I'm not talking set you court where it's really low I'm just talking about shallow fishing just kind of you know, just kind of shallow fishing or shallow shallow invitation. Say, oh, you ought to come see us on Sunday, right? Shallow fishing, right? You know, it's a lot easier. To, it's real easy to reach shallow fish when you're shallow fishing. You know, somebody who's just almost, you know, somebody that's almost in church or almost back in, it just takes a little bit of shallow fishing. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of fish that are deeper. They're deep into some stuff in their lives, and just a little bit of shallow fishing is not, going to reach them. There are plenty of fishermen out there who are willing to do the little bit that it takes to reach those, but who is going to reach the deeper ones? I say 29 11. I say, I mean, that's one of the things we've said about ourselves for years now is we're willing to do what nobody else is willing to do so that we can reach somebody nobody else is reaching. That we're willing to go deeper with our fishing and take it to whatever level we've got to to reach because there are people that just a little bit of fishing, just a little bit of bait, just a little bit of try is not going to reach them. And so we, 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 we have decided to move our church to this building. Why are we here? So that we can have a place for us? No, we don't need a camper that we sit in for three days and get miserable with one another. We don't need a building. What we need, we just need a station that we can launch out from to get out there and find those in the deep waters that nobody else is reaching. And that's that's the vision that we've got in this building. And so, you know, and here's, here's a really cool thing. is Jesus told them to go out deeper. How did he know where the fish were? <laughs> I don't know. But Jesus knows, doesn't he? He knows where the catchable ones are. There's fish all in that lake, but Jesus knows where the catchable ones are. If we'll start listening to him, he will guide us and lead us to the ones that can be caught better than best better than the best fish locator you've ever spent money on david he knows where the fish are and if we'll listen he'll lead us right to them okay so here's the second thing he said he said go deeper and he said let down your nets okay that's more than just an invitation all right uh it's more than just pointing the way it's bringing them think about this uh, if you've ever been fishing most of you probably been fishing with rod and reel or cane pole or something like that probably few of you've been actually fishing with a net like Simon Peter did to cast the net out and bring it in but think about the difference that is there you know if you start if you start with the the rod and reel and you know uh, you want you want to tie on your lure or you know or if you're using live bait or whatever you want to put that on and and that's the lure that's like that's kind of like an invitation hey you want to come bite you know this hook right here hey, you know and but getting them to like the lure or to like the uh, uh, bait that you're using, or, or to even get them hooked, is not the goal of fishing. It, the goal is not just to get them hooked. The goal is to get them in the boat, right? And so you don't give up just because you got them hooked. You know, you don't just, you, you've probably seen the, you know, America's Funniest Home videos of the, the the kid that, you know, he gets he gets a fish up and he gets up out of water and he sees it and throws it back. He decides he doesn't want it, Right? You know, I think sometimes we kind of treat it the same way, is that the goal is not to get them on the hook. The goal is to get them in the boat. And so if you think about the net being cast out, then what you're bringing the net in, you're bringing people into the boat. It's not about just shallow fishing. It's about doing whatever's necessary to get them in the boat. That's to- totally different picture here when we talk about casting our nets out. Now, Jesus said another thing. He didn't say it explicitly, but he said it the way Simon Peter understood it, number three right here, when he said, don't give up. Okay, he didn't say that, but Simon Peter said, we've been trying all night. We hadn't caught anything. Jesus Jesus didn't say anymore because there was something happening inside of Simon Peter. I believe. I am praying. I've been seeking God. I, I, I... I, I, this sermon started back, if, if you remember back uh, two, probably two months ago, I said something about falling in love with fishing. This sermon started back then. I've been, I've been seeking God about this sermon, this message. Didn't know when i get to preach it. I've been praying about this. I am believing today there is something happening inside of you just like happened to Simon Peter. That Jesus didn't have to say another word. He said, cast out deeper and throw out your nets. And Simon Peter said, we tried all night long. We haven't caught a single fish, but at your word, we'll try one more time. That Something inside of you is saying, I've got someone that I want to see saved. I want to see come to Jesus. They really need Jesus to help them turn their life around. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I'm hoping something inside of you today is, 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 begin, is beginning to just ignite inside of you and say, but I'm going to try one more time because I got to believe Jesus knew I was going to be in that room today. When pastor talked about these things, Jesus knew I was going to be there today. And he wasn't just talking. He was talking specifically to me that there's something that I believe this is a Jesus thing and me and him together. And we're agreeing and that my friend is going to come to know Jesus Christ real soon. I'm praying that's happening to you also. That you'll never give up. David, you ever ever had a a fishing day that was a failure? Did you quit? No, I can tell you he didn't quit. You stuck at your boat, right? He didn't quit. You don't quit. You don't stop. But you know what you do sometimes? You try something different. You try, oh, we hate different, don't we? Now, some of y'all, y'all just love different for different sake. But most people hate different. And even those of you who love different for different sake, when I tell you, here's what God tells you you need to do and you need to change, even though you like different for different sake, you're going to back up a little and say, well, no, I don't know about that one. Because you want to pick your own different. We don't want somebody telling us what to do. I've got uh, one of my uh, that stupid friends, okay? Some of y'all know what that means, but let, let me explain it to those who don't. I believe every one of us needs a that stupid friend, someone that you have given permission, you can sit down across the table from, you give permission for them to look you straight in the eye after you just told them this great idea you've got, for them to look straight, you straight in the eye and say, that's stupid, all right? We, we all need a that stupid friend. I've got, I got a couple, okay? And uh, one of them I was sitting with, uh, I was sitting with a, uh, just a little over a month ago and talking to him about some issues and some things. And I said, you know, I I really just don't know what else to try. And he said, well, why don't you try this? And I said, I don't want to try that. (laughs) i was just honest with him, you know, because that doesn't look easy and it ain't going to be fun. Right. You know what I'm talking about, right? And you know what he said? Now, this is the, I think this is the mark of a great, that stupid friend. Y'all going to want his number and, and name after this. Okay. He said, well, as long as what you're trying is working, then just go with it. Well, he knew it wasn't working because that's what we've been talking about, right? He didn't force me to do it. He said, Well, that's working. Just keep going with it. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll give that a try now. We all need a that stupid friend. And Simon Peter could look at Jesus and say, You don't know a thing about fishing. But something inside of me is saying, And so at your word, I'm going to try something different because I do want to see. I do want to see this miracle happen, and you're saying, I want to see this miracle happen in somebody's life, so how do we do this, okay, so Jesus gave us the direction right here, he gave us instruction, okay, so here's what I want to do, rest of my time that I've got, okay, here's what I want to do, I want to walk you through steps for successful fishing, I mean, that's, that's, that's the way we live our our lives these days, right, these days, right, you google it, you go to YouTube or whatever, and you find the steps to successful fishing, now, none of this is going to hold up in court or in David's boat. You know, if we try to, you know, it's not it's not going to hold up that way, but it's going to hold up. Listen, okay, most of you, I'd say the majority of you, because we have a fairly young congregation, the majority of you look at me, I'm an old man, okay? Then listen to the old man today. I've watched a lot of people come to Jesus, and I've watched a lot of people mess up the fishing trip where nobody came to Jesus. So listen to me. I've watched a lot of people abort the fishing trip before it got done. So listen to me. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something out of wisdom today. I want to tell you something out of years of experience of watching people come to Jesus and watching people try to get others to come to Jesus. I want to tell you something. Let me let me give you one thing to think of as we're going through this list here and we're going to run through this list pretty quick. And be closed. All right. Is this Habitat. You know, when you get ready to fish, now listen, sometimes I get to a lake or somewhere and I'll grab a rod and reel and I'll run down to the dock, you know, and I'll just, I'll just cast, you know, and just I'll catch. just for casting. I'm not expecting to catch a fish. If you do, you really do need some remedial (laughs) instruction, okay? I'm just casting for the fun of it, okay? I'm not really doing that. A fisherman that really wants to catch a fish, Go ask David. He'll tell you the kind of study that goes into it, the kind of planning. I mean, if you're fishing a tournament, you want to you know the lay of the lake. You want to know how things are. You want to find some, some habitats. You want to find a log. You want to find a limb that you can cast under right next to a log, those kinds of things. And if you go into saltwater also, you'll find guys, uh, Kurt and I were talking about this just the other day, you'll find guys that actually create habitats in, in the ocean so that they can then take people out to fish right there. Okay, so I want you to think about creating habitats when you think about this. This is, not about, this is not about throwing out a net. This is not about throwing out a lure. This is about creating something so that someone can come to Jesus. Okay, here's how it starts right here. First of all, acknowledge you have someone in your life. I mean, that's the first step. That's something I asked you in that sermon a couple months ago. You need to acknowledge this. You need to say it out loud. I have someone in my life. Because if you don't, you will keep ignoring it like you really don't have anybody in your life. I mean, that's what I hear a lot of Christians say. Well, I don't know anybody that needs Jesus. Yes, you do. You work with them every day. You live with some of them. You are Facebook friends, with many of them, you have people in your life that need to know Jesus Christ. Their lives are struggling. Their lives are crumbling. Their lives are falling apart. And without, your help, without you somehow helping them come to know Jesus, it ain't gonna happen. You need to acknowledge you have someone in your life that needs to know Jesus Christ. Secondly, pray. Pray for them and pray for yourself. You need to pray for open doors and you need to pray for boldness. Boldness to step through those open doors when you get them. When the door opens, when there's an opportunity to step through it, okay? And the third thing I think is invite, right? Yeah, invite. Now, when I say invite, everybody thinks I'm talking about inviting to Sunday morning service. Yeah, that's great. But anything else as well, invite them to a small group. Invite them to a Bible study. Invite them to teens. Can I get an amen, Justin? Invite them to teens. Invite them to, you know, events. I mean, we've had a lot of people that have come to know Jesus Christ because their first Their first uh, introduction to 2911 was one of our events that we had. So don't just think about, think about anything. And, and also the, 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 uh, the e-media stuff, you know, the social media and, and uh, our, our digital stuff. Inviting them to that. Maybe a song that you, you see that, man, our worship team is awesome. Just ask my little grandson Clark. I mean, they're awesome, you know. Uh, and, and, and you see some of that. And maybe it's not because, oh, well, they wouldn't get into something like that. But maybe it's just a song that you think they probably like this song. Whatever the reason, find a reason to invite them to something, okay? Next thing is fast. That means put aside a meal. Put aside a meal for this person. One, just one meal. I'm not asking you to fast a day or a month. I'll let you and God work that out. But here's what I'm asking you to If you want to see somebody save, if you want to see somebody come to know Jesus, fast a meal. Put it aside and take the time that you were thinking about that meal, take the time that you were eating that meal, take the time that you were preparing that meal, and think about that person and pray about that person instead of eating that meal, and say, I am more hungry to see their soul saved than I am to put that food in my mouth during this meal right here. Mm. That sounds like that might get your attention if it doesn't get God's, right? And then you know what the next thing is? It is invite. Wait a minute, oh, I messed up the list, right? No, (laughs) because you don't invite just once, (laughs) you know? You don't just cast once, do you, David? If it doesn't, you don't get a bite. You cast again, okay. And if you don't get a bite, you cast again, okay, okay. Told David I was gonna make him come up here and sit on that stool and ask him some questions. <laughs> he's probably he's probably feeling real comfortable sitting back there and answering all my questions, right? You don't invite just once. Oh yeah, I invited them six six months ago, but uh, they hadn't come. You know, they they didn't ever come to my small groups. So. You, you invited them once. I mean, that—that that sounds like that sounds like you were ticking off a list. If you invited me to something one time, that sounds like you were ticking off a list. You didn't really want me there, right? Got to think about that. Okay, the next one. I got to hurry. I've Got to hurry. Be an example. Be an example. You know, some one, some of the worst memories I have in my life is when I was a young guy and I was I was living for God, but I would blow it in front of my friends, and I wasn't the example I was supposed to be. Oh, God, why did I blow it in front of them? Because they need to know you. Be an example. And let me, let me go real far right here. Some of you won't get this. You'll get this one day later maybe. Give up your right for what some people call liberty when your friend can't deal with it or they can't understand it. To be the example that you're supposed to be regardless of what you think you can do and get away with. All right, here's the next thing. Anybody guess? Oh, it's by, by there again, because we're going to do it again. We're going to cast again. Didn't get a bite yet. We're casting again. What's the next one? Um, introduce them to other Christians. When you find the opportunity in the example, you know, invite them, uh, introduce them to other Christians. Let other people know, you know, so that they, they they make contacts with other Christians. Think about it. People who aren't Christians have a whole lot of friends that aren't Christians. They need friends who are Christians, so take advantage of every opportunity to in, introduce them to christians anybody got an idea of what the next one might be there you go invite y'all are getting it right now okay all right so we invite and invite and invite and invite and then finally i think this is where i'm at right finally when they show up at church or small group or bible study or event or what don't leave them alone i mean you invite them in they come into a, a room full of strangers and they sit down on a chair all by themselves don't leave them alone be their host and introduce them around make sure they engage in conversation or whatever you know and i know i know what some of y'all are thinking well this is covid right now during covid fish are dying and going to hell during covid lives are falling apart during covid marriages are ending during covid kids are being abused During COVID, is not an excuse for us to say, well, we'll I'll start fishing when everybody's got the vaccine. No, they need us right now. And maybe they won't come to this, but maybe maybe they'll come to something online or maybe they'll come to something else. We need to keep on. And then when we do get them here, make sure that we don't leave them alone. The next one right there. Discreetly ask others to engage with them. You know, again, introduce, all right? And then the last thing is jump on opportunities to share. Like once you kind of get them in the boat, finish the job. Help them connect some way. Find ways to, 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 to introduce them to other Christians. Find ways to introduce them to other ministries that we have in the church, other ministry opportunities that we have in the church. You know, I, I, I think some people think uh, as a pastor, I sometimes push for this one reason or this one reason. Let me tell you, there, there are so many reasons we do so many things around here. There's so much. You get so much out of so much. It's like yesterday, when I I just, I say over and over, man, you need to get involved in the work going on around here. There is, sometimes there's no better fellowship than just swinging a hammer with another brother in Christ. Sometimes there's no better fellowship than than wiping down some chairs uh, because I got sheetrock dust on last week. Just spending some time, kind of some downtime that you're not on the clock. A boss isn't looking over you. Yeah, you might be doing some work, but you're doing some things connecting. Find excuses and ways, and and videos that are online, or, or or stories, or scriptures, prayers, anything you can do. Okay, those are the things. All right, so you look at that and say, okay, so this is what I do. Yeah, this is what you do. But listen, don't take this as a step by step thing. Take this as a lifestyle. This is the way we reach people around us to help them get to know Christ. Just take this as a lifestyle, and you look at that and say but what if I do all this and it doesn't happen? You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. You know, if you were going fishing and you hired a guide, now listen, you show up, you've hired a guide to take you fishing. You show up, you don't get to sleep in the boat while they catch the fish. That's not what you hired them to do. You get your tackle out, whatever it is, however you're fishing, and you, you do all the stuff you're supposed to do, but it is the guide's job to put you on top of fish and make sure you get fish in a boat. That's that's the job of the guide. And you know what? We have the same relationship with God. We do what we're supposed to do. We show up. We get our tackle out. We do the things that we're supposed to do. And the rest is up to God. Got scripture for that pastor? Sure do. Right here. 1 Corinthians 3 and 6. Paul says, I planted the seed in your hearts. Apollos, another minister, he watered that seed. But it was God who made it grow. I work, you work, we all work, but God is the one that brings the increase. All we have to do is our part. Show up and do our part. Don't sleep in the boat. Don't fight in the camper. Let's get out and do our part because God says he's going to do his part. You know, I I, kind of look at it this way. Somebody's going to get saved today. Somewhere in some church somewhere, somebody's going to come to know Jesus Christ. Somewhere this week, Someone's going to tell a story or something and pray the sinner's prayer with somebody. I don't know what all is going on in people's lives or whatever, but I want that to be my friend. That's the way I look at that. It's it's happening this week, and I want it to be somebody I know because I know a lot of people that need Jesus in their life. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.